The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a landmark episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. It's a great honor to be talking with one of the greatest American musicians and songwriters, a legendary singer, songwriter, synonymous with peace, love, and happiness. Felix Cavallari is a founding member of the Young Rascals, which of course became known as the Rascals. The songs are immortal. All of you know these songs. Good lovin'. I've been lonely too long. How can I be sure? A girl like you. People got to be free. And some of my favorites, A Beautiful Morning and Groovin'. Felix Cavallari is an inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Vocal Group Hall of Fame, and the Grammy Hall of Fame. A great performer. You can witness him in concert Thursday, January 9th, 8 o'clock p.m. at Center Stage in Atlanta, Georgia. And our friends down in Florida, Friday, January 10th at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Southwest Florida Event Center in Bonita Springs, Florida. You can check out more dates at FelixCavallariMusic.com. Felix, sir, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. It's an honor to be talking to you. I was born in the 80s, but I grew up with this music. I love it. Oh, great. That's cool. Yeah, well, you know, uh, fortunately, that uh, era of music has kind of lasted. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to say that's why I'm still out there working, yes. You know, there's a lot of songs today. It just it seems like they kind of have a bit of a short shelf life. Why do you think it is that these songs have endured? Well, uh, as I say, you know, when you come back to the uh, the, the uh, uh, people who are our peers in that in that in that era, uh, you know, you got the Beatles, you got the Stones, you got the Cakes, you got the Beach Boys, you've got you know the the, the talent level was so high. The uh, songs were so well written and so well done that they're all they're all have uh, are just experiencing a, a long, long kind of lasting kind of life. Whereas after that, it, it really changed, you know, and uh, it, it changed right after Woodstock it became a business, you know, instead of an art form. Although it's still an art form, there's still a lot of very talented people out there, John Legend, et cetera, et cetera. But but it, it became a business stamp out the hits, and that's what we have now. As I mentioned, you're going to be taking the stage here in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. tomorrow. What does it feel like, from your perspective, to take the stage, and there you are, and the crowd, they just can't wait to hear, and they can't wait to see you? What's that like for you? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling that, you know, like, uh, you can't really describe other than... You know, you're going to a room or you're going to a place where everybody, you know, just, just telling you, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's what it feels like. It's great. And, you know, it's it's really nice to be able to entertain them and to, you know, kind of get that spirit of the music in the whole room. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. And it happens, you know, wherever we go. It happens like, a, for example, in Japan. It's really amazing in Japan. They're so happy that you went and took the time to go over there and, you know, they... they they give that back to you, you know. It's it's a great feeling. So what's it like when you're in a place like Japan and someone who, there they are, they live on the other side of the world from the USA, and they want to shake your hand. 
They want an autograph. They want to take a picture with you. Mm-hmm. Well, like I say, you know, I, I mean, it's awfully nice to be uh, received with joy and love, and that's exactly what it feels like. You know, uh, especially in our world today, you know, we've got kind of everybody's kind of like on edge. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things <laughs> yeah. going on, to say the least. And uh, so when when you when you have a little piece of that that's joyful. It's a wonderful kind of a takeoff from the, you know what's going on in the rest of the planet, you know. Yeah, a lot of the listeners out there they're aware that you're from New Jersey. No, no, what I'm if... from New York. I'm from New York. That's the other two guys. <laughs> ah, you caught me. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, being that you're from New York, right? What effect do you think that that has had on you? Well, I mean, that's a very good question because, you know, just in the very beginning of uh, my so-called musical life, I was a, I was exposed to the very beginning of rock and roll. When Alan Freed came from Cleveland to New York, brought rock and roll, I was there. So I heard what was popular music or rock and roll music from the very, very first time it was played in, 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 in America. So I grew up in the place where that was being, you know, broadcast. So I heard everything. I heard everybody from Fats Domino to Jerry Lee Lewis to Chuck Berry to the Penguins, the Drifters. I had all of that going into my subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> and being that you're of Italian descent, mm-hmm. did that have an influence at all on your music? Well, I can't say it really had an influence on my music. No, I think it, uh, you know, had an influence other than the fact that, you know, I was able to hear, you know, I started off classically and I was able to hear a lot of, uh, Italian composers. Although, you know, basically they were just opera, opera and classical people. But I, I don't think that had anything to do with the music. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the environment had a lot to do with the music. I see. As I mentioned, there were a lot of honors that you've had, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Vocal Group Hall of Fame. On this show, I love talking to songwriters. You we go. wouldn't have songs. You well, know. he also left out the Songwriter Hall of Fame. That's one of the that's one of the best ones that we I ever got, I'll tell you. That that was really important. It's a little known organization because they don't have a facility. You know, a museum right. or anything like that. But it's it's really a unique group of people that I'm real proud of being. But you're right. The songs make the uh, industry really go around. Although today, there's a substitution. Uh, it's 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 basically called production. You could take a song <laughs> and produce it and produce a hit. But it's like you said earlier. Is that song going to last the test of time? I'll tell you a great story. You know, we have these organizations that. Uh, I don't know if you guys know ASCAP and BMI. and These are societies that help us as songwriters and publishers. Help us meaning like, in other words, if, if someone does my song on television, we get paid. We meaning the writers and the publishers. Well, I used to go to meetings all the time in New York when I was living there. And there was this one guy who was always walking around with a smile. So one day I said, why is this guy always smiling? Why is he so freaking happy? He wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So every year, he made a fortune. Every single year, because that song was so, you know, played, he got money. 
So songwriting really is, is really, really used to be the crux of our business. Not production is as important in the marketplace. Do you think that songwriters get the respect that they deserve? Oh, not really, no. But, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, for example, you take two of the greatest that ever lived, uh, Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Now, Bernie Taupin does the lyrics, Elton John does the music. How many people know Bernie's name? You know what I'm saying? And he had, he was there for every, almost every one of his major hits. And he's brilliant. But you don't know him as because you got that spotlight on you when you're Elton John. You know? So it's a behind the scenes thing. And it's, it's the way it is. You live in Nashville, mm-hmm. which is a town with so many great songwriters who live there. And it just makes me wonder, what does Felix Cavallari think of country music? <laughs> well, uh, country music is really pop music now. I mean, it's not really country music. Like when I, when I first came down here, which was a long time ago, uh, uh, on tour, country music was like Hank Williams, you know, and, you know, people like Waylon Jennings and, uh, you know, like, uh, even, even more country than that, George Strait. It's not really that anymore. It's it's like what the Eagles used to do in the 70s. It's it's pop music. So I like it. I I miss a, a lot of the rhythmic content because I, I happen to like R&B a little better. But, you know, it, it's a different way of, 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 of kind of presenting your, your, your subject matter. You know, and their subject matters are a lot different than, you know, a lot of the pop songs. I mean, they, they, they talk about different things. They're, they're more homey. You know, they're more personal when it comes to like, uh, you know, outdoors and, you know, drinking and bars, you know, they have a different way of, 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 uh, exploring, but it's all changed now, come to the middle, I think. Hmm. Interesting. You know, going back to the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which you are an inductee of, and you, along with the greatest songwriters who ever lived, you know, Absolutely. you are an inductee, but also Bob Dylan, Billy Joel, Joni oh, yeah. Mitchell. Absolutely. Who do you think the best songwriters ah, around? Great. It's <laughs> a great question, man. What <laughs> what era are you talking about? Because we go back, you know, Cole Porter, you know, and these guys, Irving Berlin, man, you know, uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. But in the modern day, I'll tell you what, I don't think anybody touches Bob Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan is he's the man man he's like absolutely unbelievable human being to bring that talent to our planet let me tell you well spoken one of the people that I wanted to touch on a little bit that you worked with uh-huh. the great Billy Joel oh yeah tell me about being around him and working with him well Billy, Billy's a, a, a guy who has not changed from when you know I first met him as a young guy in uh, in Long Island, he's kept his uh, his his uh, so-called balance, if you want to call it, as as to who he is and where he's from, and his roots. And I really respect him for that because it's very easy to fly away into oblivion. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he has never done that. Uh, and I, I, as I say, he's he's breaking all records. He's he's actually, I think, he's on his like 60th show, selling out Madison Square Garden, which is ridiculously unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's he's a really he's a good guy, extremely talented man, very talented. 
and uh, piano player, songwriter, singer. I think he's a great human being. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's all these songs that people think of when they think of you and uh, when they think about the old Rascals records. Uh When you're performing, is there a certain song that you've noticed it just it gets them every time? Well, yeah, of course, there's a few of those. You know, I mean, I, I would say that the uh, the one that gets them every time up on their feet is Good Lovin'. The one that gets them every, every time in their heart is Beautiful Morning. Sometimes, How Can I Be Sure? And we we, we, we get a good reaction from people got to be free lately because of all the turmoil that's around. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that long ago. I was down in Key West, and there was a guy on the street, and he did... He was singing beautifully, a street singer, uh-huh. and he did A Beautiful Morning, oh, nice. and then he segued it into Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. And man, great. I had That's to put a great it, idea, yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. And it just makes me wonder, you have to have heard musicians who recorded your work wow. or you performed. Who do you think really, really nailed the song that you wrote? Well, Pat Benatar certainly did with You Better Run. She she did a good job with that one. Yeah. And we've had a lot. We've had uh, people like uh, uh, Do How Can I Be Sure that they, they did. You know, there was a country version of that that was really good. It, it's pretty good, uh, you know, to have anybody do your song because they, they, they interpreted it in a different way. But as far as really nailed it, you know, that's Pat Benatar, I think. Hmm. What's the biggest compliment you've ever gotten? Well, I, actually, it's not really in the form of a compliment. But I had this uh, experience with this guy who, as a matter of fact, I ran into him again in Florida. And he uh, approached me and he said, uh, can, I, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah, man, what's, what, what, what is it? He said, first of all, I want to give you these. These are my dog tags. I said, oh, well. He says, man, he says, you saved my life. I said, well, what, what are you talking about, man? He said, he was part of this. His name was Dyer. I think Thomas Dyer. He uh, was part of this battalion that that, that goes uh, uh, on the ships in Vietnam on the boats, excuse me, to pick up the wounded. You know, they they get on the Mekong, they get on the Delta, and they go up and they pick up after a battle. They pick up people that are hurt, bring them back. In some cases, he said this one particular uh, trip. I heard you guys were going to be on this show, uh, which is called Hullabaloo, which is a long time ago. And I said, okay, I'm going to take the next boat. Well, that boat didn't make it. That boat was, was, was attacked and blown up. So, in essence, he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the rascals. Those, those are the kind of things that really hit you. You know what I mean? Like, there's one thing to say, you know, I think you're great. And there's another thing to say, hey, man, thank you for saving my life. Really interesting. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. What would you say you're the most proud of? Well, in the music business or, you know, in, in, in real life, I'd have to say my kids, my family, you know, and, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, I've kept a pretty straight, straight ship all these years, you know, uh, as far as in the music business, I, I'm most proud, like, as I say, when, you know, people react to the music, uh, you know, with, uh, how should I say, respect and love, you know, if, if you really feel something down in your heart and you project that to an audience and the audience gets it, that's a real that's a real treat. Is there anything coming up in the near future other than these touring dates? 
Well, yeah, there's a few things. You know, basically, I did my first symphony a year ago uh, with, uh, with with my music, and that was a treat. I'm looking forward to doing some more of those. I've also got a book coming out that I'm hoping to get out this first quarter of next of this year, 2020. And uh, I've got some new music coming out, too. Uh, I came up with an idea to, to include a CD with the book that I'm kind of excited about. So it's uh, it's a little different in that what I did is I took six songs that influenced me, re-recorded them, and wrote six songs to kind of show the influence. Just an interesting idea that keep working, man. That's the thing. Just keep creating and keep doing. That's that's really what I enjoy. And I'm sure all the the listeners out there, if they want to follow what you're doing, it's FelixCavalleriMusic.com, C-A-V-A-L-I-E-R-E. Correct. I always like to give the guest the stage at the end of the interview. Uh huh. We just, we never know who's listening. Yeah. Old, young. I would give this as your opportunity to address the audience. What would you say to anyone who's tuned in? Well, I, I'd say, man, first of all, uh, thank you for tuning in and thank you for paying attention to Mr. Paul here because I was able to kind of say hello and thank you to our audience for all these years of really kind of like supporting my music and, uh, you know, the kind of uh, messages, if one of a better word, that we're trying to get across. Because it's important to me right now as a father and as a grandfather for us to have peace on earth. So any way I can contribute to that, I, I would like to put that out there. Beautiful. All right, my man. Well, Mr. Felix, thank you so much. Hey, Paul, I hope I see you. When you get a chance, yes, sir. you're around uh, Atlanta, please uh, let me know you're there. Oh, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. Okay. Well, we'll make sure. And, and please go through, uh, you know, Melissa, and we'll make sure that we see you backstage or whatever's convenient. Oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> please do. Please do. You made my night. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You, I'll, see you, I'll see you tomorrow night. All right. We'll do. Yes, my sir. honor. Take Good care. Night. Bye-bye. Boop. Bop, deep bop, doodly, keep bop, doodly, shop bop, ding a daka, ooh, no, I just think it up, it's just like a pon ton, cook it to be, a zilla baka, ton, pumpkin, ton, con, pon, goodle, con, the goodle, bop, boodle, bop, goodbye.